Ladies and gentlemen, is the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, yeah. In 2023, absolutely brilliant. Here comes the ready now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park. Figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days. Would you put your hands together? Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. And here we go. It's the port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So welcome back. Oh, good morning. Peek behind the curtain. Candace Warner's come in here and just upset everybody with her thoughts, feelings, opinions, attire. Good morning to you, Candace. Listen here. <laughs> attire? Have you looked down yet, Richard? No, I'm the only one with attire. Yeah, oh, good luck. <laughs> oh, good gear from Richard Early. She's wearing some yellow Crocs today, Richard. There is Richard. nothing uh, wrong yeah, with Crocs. Crocs. Mm, okay, yeah, nothing yeah, wrong right. with them at all. Actually, okay. Harry Styles wears Crocs. This is... Uh, don't yeah. start on the Harry Styles mm. thing. It's... It's just obscene now how you and Beck, our producer, are just in love with Harry. Yeah. Come on. We're going to try and sway you a little bit later this hour. We're going to try and find a Harry you like more than Harry Styles. That's our job. We've got a very, I would say, obscure list of Harrys, Richard. Yeah, well, yes, I can come up with some very obscure Harrys. I can, out, you know, I can out-obscure you. Oh, in the, uh, well, really? Yeah. You're going to out-Harry me. Well, we're going to find out. Is there a bad Harry? Oh, yeah, Harry Nielsen. Oh, yeah, there's no bad Harry. No good. Oh, okay. killer. i got a mate Harry. <laughs> Not as bad as Harry Nielsen, but... <laughs> uh, plenty on as well. Is it time to panic for Penrith fans after round one? What? Oh, round one. Mm. Mate, I'm worried. I reckon you can lose your first four, maybe five, and still end up minor premier. Well, that's huge. Do you know what, what's more worrying is the tension that's boiling over at the end of the game last night between two of the players. Do you know so, what? That's, okay. that's the one thing I'm not worried about. Yeah, and I'm going to get to why okay. with uh, with Woodsy when he joins us to preview those couple of games. Let's not forget about the Warriors. They were unreal yesterday. They would have given up that game last year. Uh, they didn't. They hung in there. I will ask Woodsy about that as well. And look, we've got to pay respect today to the late, great Shane Warne. Can you believe it's been a year since he's passed? And Rod wow. Marsh. And Rod Marsh, of and course. And Rod yeah. Marsh. In the same week. Yes. No, it, was a, it was a bad week that week. Yes, indeed. Well, a man Mind you. Yes. His, uh, his, his aura might have been hanging over our cricketers. Mm. Because I thought those three spinners, those young blokes, well, not Nathan Lyon, not that young, but the other two, I thought all three of them were outstanding. They were, and we'll touch on, on that test as well. Uh, Murph Hughes joining us after 11 to pay tribute to the great man, and we'd like to do so now as well on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Warnie was an all-time great, a once-in-a-century type cricketer, and his records will live on forever. The gutting ball definitely changed my life. You know, first ball, it was the perfect leg break. First ball in test cricket in England for Shane Warner. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. To do it first ball in the Ashes series, I think it was just meant to be. We all grew up watching Warnie, idolising him. We all had posters on his wall, um, had his earrings. A lot of people say to me, like, oh, Warren, he's a bit of a wanker. I say, you never met him, have you? Yeah. And I, no, I haven't. Yeah. If you meet Shane Warren and you have a bit of time with him, you'll love him. Of course, people will remember Shane in their own way. But for us, it will be his unconditional love for family and friends. He will be remembered 
for his cricketing genius as a cultural icon and as simply one of a kind. His generosity and loyalty, which knew no bounds, and the joy he brought to so many people along the way that will forever bring us comfort. One of the greats of the game, Shane Warne. Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Footy well and truly back into the swing of round one. Uh, the game this afternoon on Triple M Sydney, you'll hear Manly taking on the Bulldogs. Uh, before that, the Saturday scrum, uh, Tony Squires, Brent Reed, Ryan Girdler and this man, Aaron Woodsy Woods, uh, dragon and legend. Good morning, my friend. Uh, thanks, legend, not sure, but uh, thanks for having us, boys and girls. Hey, Woodsy. How are we? We're very good. How are you? I'm going good. It's been obviously um, disappointing. You know, two weeks ago we played our charity shield, but um, we've probably been in the media for all the wrong reasons the last, you know, 10 days. So really good to talk about some other games and some other stuff that's happening in the rugby league world, to be honest with you. Yeah. So you talk about, um, you know, the things that have been going on um, in the last few days, but I want to ask you something Similar but not quite. Um, Jaden Salmon and Jerome Luai last night, tensions are starting to boil over at the Panthers, and I know it's only round one, but they had a, a really heated post-game clash. What do you make of that? Yeah, look, I've seen that as well, Candice. And look, I don't make much of it, to be honest with you. It's probably, you know, probably speaking about something that happened in the game where probably one of them might have been out of position or they might have saw something. And look, that happens all the time. There's nothing to worry about. Normally that happens back in the change rooms, but... There might have just been a little bit of frustration from either Semin or, or Luai because they haven't really been in a situation like this for the last couple of years where they've lost a, a game at home. And realistically, it's back-to-back losses because they lost to St. Helens as well. So, um, And they've copped a little bit throughout the media with all the players they've lost. So they might you know, feel like they're a bit under pressure. But if I was a Panthers fan, I'd have nothing to worry about. Look, they they had a lot of possession on the trial and the Broncos. They just didn't have any continuity you know, with their halves, they just look like they're out of sync a little bit. But with with time, I reckon that'll come. And you know, they've still got Nathan Cleary in that side, Dylan Edwards. I think I don't think there there's much to worry about with those guys. There was a lot I didn't like about their performance. Obviously, I'm a massive uh, Penrith fan. They went down 13 to 12 uh, against the Broncos, but I actually did enjoy that fight because it did show a little bit of passion. There is, you know, still that flame there in the squad. They want to do well. They're not clicking at the moment. They will eventually. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was good, Rich. I, I agree with you. I don't think we I don't take too much notice of first round. The thing I enjoy most about first round, Woodsy, is I'm always anticipating which team is going to suffer the blowout, Ooh. which team's going to get absolutely smashed. But it hasn't happened so far. The three matches, there's been nothing in them. Yeah, definitely. Well, it won't be us because we've got the bye, which is a good thing for us. So, um, <laughs> but, but look, mate, it's honestly, a lot of people probably would have, you know, predicted maybe the Warriors and New Zealand to blow out, but they, they put a really good performance in and, uh, we got the core of the game on Thursday night. That was for a round one game. That was mm. absolutely incredible. You know, just the end to end and just how quick and the, the pace of it. And, um, but, you know, last night I thought, you know, that was a great game, the Penrith one. But, yeah, I probably would have predicted maybe a little bit of a blowout in New Zealand. But it was really good to see both sides just hanging there and just practice everything that um, they've worked for. But probably a little bit of a, you know, that, that Kalen Ponga HIR I thought was out of nowhere. And I thought he was just really injecting himself into the game. And, it just really ruined the opportunity to get the two points in the game because I thought he was starting to just believe in himself a bit more and he was taking the line on. He was creating a lot of opportunities, Callum was. 
Now, going into um, one of tonight's matches, Cronulla Sharks versus the Rabbitohs, Nico Hines is out, so Braden Trindle will partner Matt Moylan. Now, um, South is at their full strength. Alex Johnson, Latrell, Cody, what camera might, like they're, they're stacked. Like, so yeah. everyone's probably thinking the Rabbitohs are going to win, but the Sharks no. have actually won seven of his last eight games at Points Bet Stadium against the Bunnies. Gotcha. Hey, how do you see this one going? Yeah, Kenneth, I, I, this is a game. Like, I, if I didn't watch the game on Thursday night and had it predicted before the, the round started, I would have said this is a game of the week. And um, it's a massive blow having Nico Hines, you know, the Dally M medalist from last year. He was absolutely outstanding. And you've seen what he did in the All Stars game. He was, he was a man on a mission and just killed it. So, um, but then you've got young Trindle that gets to step up, take an opportunity. Um, that, that when you've got to play it, you play at a ground like Shark Park or, or Net Strata Stadium, what it's called. It's it's a tough it's a real tough place to play at because the fans are right on top of you when you warm up or whether you just walk into the ground they absolutely give it to you so that's one place I loved playing when I was at the Sharks and um, there's going to be no love lost there and then you got to remember South absolutely give it to them in the semi-finals last year and, and knocked them out so they're going to be a little bit of heat in this battle and um, look I do know Nico Hines is out but I still think this is going to be a toss of a coin because the, the, the no one fits here he'll have the boys right up for this and. You don't want to start your season with a loss. You want to always start nice and positive, getting that win. So this is going to be a real game that everyone's got to keep an eye on. And what we saw last year, at that last game that they played down at Shark Park, um, was how well the the Sharkies were able to sort of just get under Cody Walker's skin and, and contain Latrell mm. Mitchell. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's something that if you're playing against South, you need to get those blokes off their game because they're absolutely, they're superstars of our game, especially Latrell. You know, he's a player that, um, every time you defend up against him, you can't have one bloke on. You have at least two or three, and he just has that aura around him. And then, you know, he rubs off onto Cody Walker, and mate, they're just such an outstanding combo. And mate, we played him in the Charity Shield, and, and young Ilias did a really good job too. He took a lot of pressure off uh, Walker, and it sort of, to me, it looked like he's grown into his role there. He knows what he's got to do. So, um, yeah, I think tonight the the middle forwards will be putting a lot of inside pressure on Walker, and. You know, if he's at the line, if he's if they're able to get him, they might put a little nudge into him and just let him know that he's there. So we're not giving him any free reign in that line. And that's yeah. going to be a little battle that, you know, we've got to really keep our eyes on because he's not one to stand down from uh, when someone pushes and shovels him. Woodsy, we've got to get off the rabbit eyes. Otherwise, Candace will talk about him for the entire morning. <laughs> just one quick one. Uh, the, the Roosters could put 50 points on anybody at any time because they're yep. always at that level. How will the Dolphins go against them? Just a quick one. Yeah, look, Frio, I reckon Wayne will have them up for this one. It won't be as a big blow as what we think it is because you know what Wayne's like. He he, he loves when everyone's against him. He, he'll be telling the boys all week. He'll have them pumped up. But if they can get a few 50-50s go the way early in the game, they'll be right into, into it. And I think they'll get a lot of belief out of it. So they just need to start well. And if they can start well, it'll be a close contest, that one. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout like everyone thinks it's going to be. Yeah, well, you can hear it tomorrow. Dolphins Roosters 3 o'clock uh, from Suncorp right here on Triple M. And you can hear this man, uh, Aaron Woods, on the Saturday Scrum right after us from midday. Go well, Woodsy. Catch you later. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends.
Correct. Time for some overnight scores. Uh, the NRL well and truly back Thursday night. A corker in Golden Point. The Storm did the Eels 16-12. Warriors' goal line defence last night was unreal. They would have folded like a pack of cards last year in that game, and they held strong to win 20-12 to against the Knights. Yep. Um, and as we just talked about with uh, Aaron Woods, uh, the Broncos dusted the Panthers Whoa. 13-12. They were impressive. Uh, after the game, Kevy Walter said um, they've really been focusing on their pre in, in the preseason focusing on defence and their defence was exceptional. Ezra Mann, unbelievable. Unreal. Strong. He was creative. Uh, he's just so exciting. 107 metres. He is definitely, this this season, he's going to just really flourish, I think. Is it time to panic for Panthers fans after round one? Uh, we're going to get to it in the sports Come update on. very shortly. Come on, Richard. Come and the on. cricket, Australia has easily chased down a second innings target of 76 to defeat India by nine wickets in the third that test. That was yep. big. That was big. I mean, I said it before at the top of the show. The three spinners, the two young, uh, young spinners in their first tour, they were fantastic. Yes, indeed. And uh, in the NBL, the Breakers yes. uh, have surprisingly beaten the Kings in the first game of the championship series. By seven points. And interestingly, the Sydney Kings haven't beaten the Breakers this season at home. They've won two games in New Zealand mm. against the Breakers, but the Breakers have beaten them twice now at home. So that's a little bit of a worry considering the Kings now have to play them again at home in Game 3. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. The Roosters are signing everyone. Uh, Gordon Tallis earlier this week on Footy Talk on Listener questioned how the Sydney Roosters keep managing to sign players amid reports their team has been valued at $1.8 million over the salary cap. Now, I can yep. tell you this. Yes. I got barred by Ricky Stewart when I was on radio for nearly three years. Because I used to say, oh, the Roosters, the new Manly. You know how Manly used to sign everybody when there was a salary cap? No one mm. knew how it happened. Anyway, I used to say it about him. Ricky barred me, so he needs to be very careful. I think what you've also man. got to take yeah. into consideration, yes, they seem like they're signing everyone, but since 2019, they've actually lost, whether it be through retirement or going elsewhere, 10 international players, whether, you know, Boyd Courtner, Jake Friend, Latrell Mitchell, the Morris mm. brothers. I mean, that's only five. But, um, you know, they have people They haven't exactly that. stopped signing players during that period, though, Candace, have they? No, but you've got to also admit that they, are, they have lost these players yeah. who were on big money. So, look, the Roosters seem to, to navigate mm. the, the salary cap better than others, I think. But that's... I think the optics didn't look great because it was Dom Young, who's a great emerging player, one week, and then the next week it was Spencer Lenu, which I, as a Panthers fan... Uh, very upset he's leaving the foot of the mountains because he's unreal. But that's meant to be a like-for-like so, so replacement you know, the, for Jared Wurria Hargrave. So. I, I, the salary cap cop used to be a big thing in rugby league. Every week we'd hear a story about the salary cap cop was busting someone. And that hasn't happened for quite some time publicly. I think what it? happens no. as well, though, these, these big players or these up-and-coming players, sometimes they tend to sign at these clubs for less money than what they may be offered elsewhere because of the possibility of, of winning a premiership or what the the club can can do for them and mm. and, and just the structure. Mm. So um, That's what Braith and Astor said, a yeah. former rooster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, look. I hear all that, Candice. I know. You've, I'm a Rabbitohs fan. So, look, defending the roosters isn't something that I do often. Yeah, but that's I'm just, true. But I'm just saying that you just need to look at it at a bit more broader than yeah. just – 
they sign this person and, you know, they get stuff under the table. They haven't broken the salary cap, so you can't assume that they are doing it. Okay. Uh, well, this is unlike Wayne Bennett. He's issued a challenge to Dolphins half Anthony Milford to lift his game after being dropped for round one. Uh, this is what he said to the Courier-Mail. So he went on record. I'd love to see him turn up to training with a really good attitude and an attitude to help the young guys out. Time's running out, but Anthony still has the time there. Really public dressing down. Was that deserved? Well, obviously, he's, he's turned up. He's... He's unfit. He hasn't had a had a great off season. Uh, Isaiah um, Isaiah Katoa is now going to come in for him. Yeah, um, and that's the Penrith combo there because you got Sean O'Sullivan. They would have played in the lower grades together. That's right. And we saw Sullivan. He did some some when he filled in last year mm. at the. He did some really unreal good, unreal stuff. But you know the Dolphins they've got a couple of senior players. Milford's gone there for big money. Yeah. Um, you know you've got the Bromwich brothers, Kafusi, uh, but they're only on two year contracts. What I'm concerned is is the depth of the club and where it's going to be heading but the fact that Milford has turned up he's unfit unable to play Mm. is not good no I I wonder whether Wayne's just ramping up the pressure to get rid of Milford so he resigns oh one of those (laughs) the old resignation yeah yeah because you know then you save you get get that salary cap back and you know go and buy someone else I don't know I I really take Wayne's things especially things that seem out of character at face value because he's so cunning. But he, he does look so unfit, Milford. He does look unfit. Well, yeah. well might be. And, and that was apparently player-led as well. That was, we don't want to play with him. Yes. Because he has not put in the same effort as us. And I wonder what the Dolphins fans are thinking. Uh, you know, the first match ever, uh, we want to hit the ground running. That's right. Uh, you know, if I was a Dolphins supporter, I'd be furious. Well, we want to know what the Panthers fans are thinking right now. One triple three five three. I am one. I have some thoughts, which we'll get to after this. (laughs) Uh, Round one, is it time to panic? I say that, Richie, because Richie keeps laughing at me and saying, no, of course it's not. It's round one. I have seen sides. I can't remember who it was, but I'm sure I've seen a side lose its first five and end up in the finals. Mm. So, you know, just relax. But did they previously win two grand finals? Probably not. Panthers fans, one, triple, three, five, three. What are you seeing? What would you like to see? <laughs> a win, obviously. Um, and we're going to get your thoughts and my thoughts. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Asking Penrith fans, or anyone really, uh, is it time to panic for the Panthers? A couple of losses. You just wouldn't expect it from the reigning premiers. Happened no, in the wouldn't. World Club Challenge, then round one. No, no, people expected it. Did they? Yeah. You know what? Saw it coming. I didn't tell you this, but I saw Gordon Tallis yesterday in the halls and obviously... Big Broncos fan, Gordon, uh, and he knows I'm a big Penrith fan. And last year, he did not come anywhere near me because he knew Penrith were way better. <laughs> Yesterday, made a beeline to me, we're going to smoke your Panthers tonight. Wow. And I said, I'm actually pretty worried. Do you know someone who doesn't lose a round one match? And that is Craig Bellamy. In 20 years, he has never lost a round one match. Isn't that incredible? It is. He'll keep that record as well. Asking you, one triple three five. Well, he's going to retire, so he'll he'll keep it. He has to. One triple three five three. Troy, you're a Panthers fan. Are you worried? Mate, not at all. Great. Uh, We've been through the hard times, obviously, for a long time. Um, Obviously, after the 2003 Grand Final, going over to the grounds and whatnot, and watching our games, and we we were just losing, and we rebuilt. Um, obviously, we've lost Kikau and Appy. We, we we need sort of those sort of players to to come back in and everything else like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we've got the players there in the developments. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. But everything. can you get back this year? 
hopefully we can. I think they can. And you got like Troy, like you're saying, the Panthers have been so good for so long and they haven't had as long to prepare. A lot of their players went and played um, in the World Cup, have had probably had a holiday after that and have yeah. rested. So I think this year is going to be more of a, a year that they build into. I can't, I, you cannot lose those that level of player that they have lost this year and just step straight back into the same style, the same method of play. There's going to be an adjustment period. Well, not just player. I was saying to Candice earlier, they've lost both their assistant coaches, Cameron Seraldo yeah. gone, and Andrew Indeed. Webster doing a great job at the Warriors. You saw that Indeed. last night. Uh, Dave from Windsor, what do you reckon, mate? Is it time to hit the panic button on the Panthers? No. This is, this, is a, this is a beat up. This is a beat up. Fair dinkum. Yes, from Candace that, um, and Brendo. No, I've just They're told everyone to relax. Fair dinkum. Like, let, let's, you know what? Everyone's going on about how many players we've lost. We've got plenty. We've got plenty in in the pantry, believe me. That's coming through. But until they're ready, and then if you worked out last night, there's a kid named Sonny Luke, which is not a kid. Mm. He's 27 years old. Yep. And yeah. um, come on last night, and you can see that it, it all changed when he come on. I, I just think the biggest loss that Penrith have made, and you just mentioned him, is Cameron Serraldo. Yeah, Cameron Serraldo is the biggest loss Penrith ever get. But I just think they'll still make the top four. They remember, you've got to remember, in 2020, they lost one game in 20 weeks, and that was the grand final. Yeah. So they've been up for three years. Yeah. I think with the um, Panthers, they got so much depth as well. Look when yeah. all their origin players are out. They, they, the team still wins. I think just it's just they're building into this year. That, you know man. what? That man was a fan. That's that's a proper fan. Well, that's the thing. I don't feel like a proper. I now I'm not worried. I was worried. Proper, you're not a proper Penrith fan. Well, no, because I listened to Dave. And well that's done, right. Dave. Uh, you've got tickets to the Freestyle Kings electrifying show at Kudos Bank Arena, 18th of March. Thanks to the Freestyle Kings and TG Van Egmont. Uh, tickets available from Ticket Tech. Hey, um, disappoint the audience. Where are you headed tonight? <laughs> I am ha- I'm heading to Harry Styles. Ew. Right. Does Harry know? Why? Harry does know, actually. <laughs> You wish. You wish he knew. <laughs> no, I, no. He, he, he probably knows that my husband's going. Um, Dave won't say he knows Harry, but he knows a oh. member of Harry's team. Oh, our so. producer, Bex, just lit up. She's the biggest right. Harry Styles fan, and you've not told her that before. <laughs> For good reason. I did tell her earlier on how I've seen Harry Styles just in a towel before. How did uh, this happen? Well, the Is last- this on TV? No, the last time he came to Australia, we went out to see the concert and we were sitting um, in a room with Michael Gadinsky, who was who has sadly passed away since then. And um, Harry just happened to come by. He must have just had a shower before he... What, in a towel? Yeah. It was to go on stage and he was just standing there, still a little bit wet and just wearing a towel. Really? Um, so... <laughs> Producer Max <Vivid> fainted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so look... It's a fantastic um, concert from what I've heard. Beck's been twice. <laughs> she went to Melbourne for She it. went to Melbourne for it. But that's what <laughs> the fans have been doing. That's the they've sad been, bit. They've been travelling around and, and going to every concert. And I think it's it's great that I, we're taking, David and I are taking our two, well, two of the three daughters and it's just a family friendly. Favourite song? Oh, God, they're all so good. You like that? I do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I yes. Do. Here's because the thing. you adore him. Here's, here's what we take umbrage with. You, <laughs> yeah. you say he's the best Harry in the world, and, and Richard and I don't think that. We reckon we can find another Harry, okay. stacks of Harrys, that beats Harry Styles. I'll start, Rich. Harry Potter. 
<sighs> you Prince are Harry. G-ing up. No, that's hard to make an argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry Houdini. Uh, he's you're getting right. a bit of great illusion. History lesson there. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rich? What else you got? Uh, what about uh, what about Harry Webb? <laughs> you know who Harry no Webb is? No one knows who Harry Webb no. is. You do, Candace. No, I don't. Cliff Richard. Oh, oh yes, Harry no. Webb. Yeah, but when you say the greatest or the best, in what category? Any. Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, the big Bigfoot okay. in the John Lithgow movie. Right. He was a bit of fun. Well, growing up, I did fancy Harry Kuehl. Is Harry Kuehl a better Harry? Oh. Are you going to put it on record? Young Harry, maybe. Young yeah. Harry Kuehl. Yeah. Nowadays, I don't know. It's but hard. No, come oh, on. Look, I can't oh, You choose. have been it's drooling like over to, Harry Styles all it's morning. It's like having to choose one of your favorite, like who your favorite child is. Okay. You just can't oh, do really? it. Really? Well, if you see Candice tonight, she loves to chat um, at the Harry Styles <laughs> concert. So get in touch. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Dead Set Legends on Sydney's Triple M. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin doing it all thanks to Betfair. Play your way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly, uh, 1-800-858-858. And really excited for the uh, official autumn racing carnival kicking off today. Two huge meets in Melbourne and Sydney, Candice. I love autumn racing. I'll be at the races next week. Well, yeah. Out at Rose Hill. Absolutely. Oh, nice to get an invite. Yeah. Um, oh, what a... <laughs> I'll be there. Oh, good. Oh, no, two, yeah. of the, two of us will be. Well, why don't I come along? Uh, ah, very good. What racing have we got today, uh, Richard? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Here in Sydney, we've got the Randwick Guineas going on up here. It's a, got a good support card too, the Canterbury Stakes, a group one. It's wait for age. I think I won it last year, Forbidden Love. No, good for you. No worries, yeah. Richard. Thanks for the I tip. I just thought I'd do that. Yeah. Uh, last year, Converge beat uh, Animo in the Randwick Guineas. Now, it's a three-year-old race, so you can get an emerging star. Converge is a very good horse, but Animo's gone on to be an absolute Oof. champion. Yeah. So, you know, the field is a good field again this year, and uh, who knows, one of these horses might be the next Animo. And where do you go to find better odds, Candace Warner? Well, you go to Betfair, because unlike the bookies, you're betting punter versus punter, which means you're setting your own odds, yeah. which I absolutely love. Yes, you do. And uh, to talk more about it, Tom Haylock from Betfair joins us. Might be able to tip us into a winner here in one of these races. Morning, Tom. <laughs> Thank God someone can. Yeah, because Richard can't. (laughs) Hey, Tom. Good to be with you, guys. Yeah, Godolphin, obviously, Animal last year ran second, but they've got us cabin here in the group one. I think it'll be hard to beat. Also, Penko's out this morning, so... Head to bestfair.com.au. I'm with Aft Cabin in the Guineas. And yeah, I don't know I've, about Aft Cabin. I don't know about him. It's just, uh, uh, jury's out for me on him, and he's very short today. Oh, like, I think there are other horses there that could knock him off. He was a little plain last start, I'll give you that. But um, third up, I think he'll be ready to peak. And actually, like Artorias in the Canterbury, mm. um, tried up really nicely. He's had that trip away. He's $7.20 on betfair.com.au. I think he can settle closer. Uh, I loved the way he jumped in his latest jump out or trial. So um, I think he can settle closer. I think it'll be hard to beat, obviously, the New Zealander in that uh, short price favourite at betfair.com.au. You could lay that one too, couldn't you, Tom? You could. Yeah, Hit the lay Betfair. button, the pink button on betfair if you think the uh, favourites are too short or, or anything can miss a, miss a place or, or win, um, yeah, you can lay them on Betfair. I can tell you a bit about uh, Artorias because my brother trains it. They oh. do want him to try and settle a little bit closer to the, the pace. It's, it's, a, it's a good track for him to try and do that at Randwick. If you're trying to do that at a smaller track, that's difficult. But, but uh, you know, he's a talented horse and he did go to England and he should have won the King's Stand. 
Yeah, yeah I loved I loved the jump out of the trial because that was the, the key yeah. I was looking for. He did jump better, yeah. and that trip overseas might have just educated him and matured him a, a bit. And yep. I'm banking on that fact, and he can jump well and put himself into the race. And I think you're Good getting chance. about yeah $7 on uh, on Artorias as well. So play your way this Autumn Racing Carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Uh, Tom, we'll catch up with you next week. Best of luck, guys. Thank you. Well, that's what Tom reckons uh, today. What about you, Richard Friedman? Your best of the day. Uh, is it at Randwick? No. Whoa. You know how you know how last Whoa. week I, I tipped one of my own horses. Very unlucky. Should have won, you know, pilot error. So I've, mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, to Flemington today okay. in Victoria. Another one of my runners, which I think can win. Great. All right. Horse is called On the Lead, and he's in race three. Wonderful. Wow. He's only about 420. Okay. Uh, he's not huge odds, but he's he. I think he'll like the straight. He goes very well in Melbourne. He's never run a bad race in Melbourne, ever. Well, the respect of Alan Border rides on this because he did back IPO last week, and this is what he had to say after the run. I'm disappointed. I'm shell-shocked. Angry. He was angry. He wasn't (laughs) happy with you, Rich. Well, you know, Alan, you have to understand, (laughs) you know, the horse doesn't know. And, and the I'm, trainer doesn't care. I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm going to take a different approach as well. Usually, I have a go at you, Richard, and yeah. say how bad your tips are, and they never yeah. win. And and I feel like oh yes, you undermine my credibility every I week. D- I do, and I feel like to get <laughs> you a win, I, do. I don't do. I'm honest, and to get you a win, I feel like I'd need to give you more positive energy. Yeah, and this week, I believe you're going to win. That'll make all the difference. Yeah. I'll tell the horse. Well, <laughs> What? Candace? Oh, well, I better run faster. <laughs> May work. Elation as the Aussies have won their third test against India over on the subcontinent. Uh, but sadness as we mark a year to the day that the great Shane Warne passed away. Of course, uh, Rod Marsh passed away in the same week. We must pay our respects to him as well. Uh, to speak on both, we're joined by Triple M Cricket's Merv Hughes. G'day, Merv. How are you, brother? G'day, guys. How are we? All right. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a sad day, isn't it? It's 12 months on and still can't believe it. Yeah, it's a, it's he made such a an impression in in what was you know a relatively short lifetime, and you know people will always remember Shane Warne. You knew him better than anyone else, Merv. You, you said that anyone who met him had to love him. Oh yeah, it's a, an interesting one from my point of view. Is that you know people say you go out somewhere, you you know do a bit of a talk, and at the end of the the night people come up to you. Oh, that Shane Warne's a bit of a winker. And you just look at him and say, mate, you've never met him, have you? Mm. No. Us yeah. makers, anyone that's ever met him would never say that. And um, just just so kind, so generous, um, so thoughtful. And the, the thing about him that he made you feel like you were the most important person in the world. Um, so when when you were with him, um, mate, he, was, he just had uh, full attention on on what you were doing, asking about family, asking about everything. And um, I, I dare say he was with like that with everyone. And I think that was so evident last year when he passed away, just how much it affected not just Australia but, but the world and the impact that he had was just global. Um, yeah, he was massive, wasn't he? I, I think he's the only cricket to ever get a photo taken with Michael Jordan. He, he knew Tiger Woods, mate, all, all, the, all the superstars that, that he knows around the world. And he just thought that everyone knew him. Mate, they, they're just normal blokes. You know, there's nothing special about him. And, and that's what made him so special is that he, he didn't really – um, sought the fame, but uh, I, I must admit he, he lapped it up a bit. Don't worry about that. He, <laughs> he enjoyed the, the positives of it, but the, the negative side of it was obviously the intrusion into his life outside cricket. Um, and to, to be honest, he just wanted a, a pretty quiet private life. Um, but obviously with with 
the profile that he had, that was never going to happen. Really well said, Merv. But we're now going to turn into um, turn on to, to the third test match yeah. that Australia won. They won one for warning. Yeah, but it was, you know what, it's the, only the third time that India have lost a test match in 46 matches. So winning in India isn't easy. Um, no, it's it's hard. And you have a look at the conditions over there, the pitch conditions. And yes, both, both teams got to play on it. But I was over there for the Delhi test match. And what you don't hear back here, that there was talk of the first day being delayed start because of the air quality. Um, mate, you, you sit there, you put the phone on the seat next to you, and within five minutes there's just a film of grit over the top yeah. of it. And you look at it and you think, mate, this is what you're breathing into your lungs, and that's sitting in the stand. So um, obviously you, you feel for the boys out in the ground. Um, it's, it's a hostile um, environment, and, and it's no different when teams come to Australia and play at the MCG or at the SCG. Um, they, they do get a, a hostile reception. But the thing that I, I really admire about the Australian team is that uh, they've learnt um, pretty quickly and they've adapted pretty quickly. And um, obviously the start of the series, we're a little bit hamstrung with the injury to Cameron Green. Uh, Mitch Stark wasn't wasn't available. Um, you know, you know there, there's been so many ups and downs, hasn't there? So mm. those guys are right for this test. And... Uh, Pat Cummins comes home. Davy Warner gets um, subbed out of the last game and, and misses this game. So, you know, we still haven't got our strongest side on the park, and, and yet the boys still find a way to, to to win. And Nathan Lyon, what a superstar! Mm, yeah, well, he is the goat. Um, yeah, the, well, the, no doubt about it. You know, he's 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 fantastic, and that effort. And from the other two spinners as well, uh, the the young fellas, they really did step up. They Even if they didn't take the number of wickets, they kept it tight. They kept the pressure on, and didn't we they? we saw Kuhneman, five for 16. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. incredible performance. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fantastic. And in that, that first test over there, Todd Murphy uh, got some wickets. And that's a, the quality about the Australian side. They don't rely on any one player um, for, for success. And you know, um, Steve Smith has been pretty down. Uh, Lubbershay got some runs last night, but he struggled. Um, so at different times, guys have, have performed and performed well. Um, and the, on the bowling side of thing, as you say, Nathan Lyon didn't have a great first test match, but um, Todd Murphy stood up and then Kuhnerman five wickets in that first innings and, and bowled really well with the new ball. And that's that's something that he wouldn't have done too often, but um, he would have been licking his lips at those conditions over there for a spin bowler. But uh, the, the, the boys have just done well. And, and to win it, mate, 75 doesn't sound like a a really big target, but in those conditions, when you lose Usman Khawaja um, with the score on one, you, you just think, well, gee, this is going to be hard work. Mm. And then Travis Head and, and uh, Lubbershay just absolutely smashed it. They were fantastic. All right, Merv, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. Triple M Cricket's Merv Hughes will uh, catch up with you soon. Okay, guys, and just if you want to um, remember Shane Warne with something special. We'll have a Maduri and lemonade sometime today. Oh, easy. We're already three in. Lovely. We're three deep, uh, Merv. <laughs> no, Maduri and lemonade was his favourite drink. I'll be certainly having a couple tonight. Unreal. Thank Thanks, you. Merv. Thanks, Merv. Good Thanks, on you. guys. See ya. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Some quick scores in the NRL. Storm 16, Eels 12. The Warriors did the Knights, and they were impressive, 22-12. And the Broncos stunned the Panthers 13-12 uh, last night. Strange cattle. Strange cattle, the Warriors. They can do that. Yeah, well, I mentioned... And be- not do it. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't doing it <laughs> last year. Time. But I think back in New Zealand, back around their families, they, they looked galvanised last night. I think they'll have a... Well, I, they will have a better season than last year. You've been year. really excited about their performance. About the Warriors? Well. I yeah. need a new team because Penrith lost, so... Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and in the NBL Championship Series, not off to a great start for the Kings, uh, downed by the Breakers, 95-87. to 87. Tickets to the Sydney Kings can, uh, to continue their title defence against New Zealand Breakers. You can grab them for next Friday, Kudos Bank Arena, and you can grab those tickets at Ticket Tech. Uh, um, the cricket, we should celebrate the, uh, the ladies. Yes. <clears throat> they won the T20 World Cup over in South Africa, beating South Africa. Beth Mooney, wow, what a player. She was player of the final, and um, we all know what she did in the WBBL this year. Um, You know, she's she's the leading run scorer in the history of that. But, you know, the Aussies, what I loved about them, they didn't have it all their own way throughout the tournament. We Mm. saw in the semifinal where India almost beat them if it wasn't for the Indian captain sort of getting her bat stuck in the pitch um, and being run out. But they deliver when... When it's the most important, and they... they're going to get they're going to get a big kaching moment too, aren't they? Because they all go to the Indian Women's Premier League now, don't they? Yeah, Most well, a lot of them. Of them. We're yeah. seeing the Australian yeah. women's captain Meg Lanning is captaining the Delhi side, mm. um, and you know Ash Gardner is sold for I think just over five hundred thousand oh, US great. dollars. So they're doing really well. They're cashing in, and so they should. But the depth is just what is so impressive. The, the women cricketers are just absolutely killing it and have been doing so for at least a decade. Uh, Eddie Jones has started making appointments at the Wallabies. Um, of course, he's the new coach there, and he's recruited a former NRL star, Brett Hodgson, as an assistant coach ahead of this year's World Cup. Hodgson worked as Jones's defence coach for England late last year and is now filling that role with the Wallabies. This is how it begins. Oh, yeah, but we are talking about a former player. Yes, that's what I'm saying. This is how it begins. No, we get no, the former ones. Gonna, this is the, you're not going to get the raids. They haven't got the money anymore. Oh well, no, I, I think that, that they're getting a, a bit of a cash injection with with the World Cup coming to Australia. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think they had the money that they had in the days when they were taking Matt Rogers and Wendell and. You know, almost got Joey Johns. You know, just, Eddie's persuasive. Don't see it happening. Eddie's very persuasive. Is this the first West's magpie to go over to the Wallabies? Ooh. I think it might be. That's an incredible stat. Well, Lottie Dakiri did then come back and shot. played for, you know, West Tigers did a little bit for them. But, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be. And uh, there's a big game in the soccer. The, what, EPL for you? Huge Candace? game. Liverpool is taking on Man U. So, Everyone's probably thinking Man U are going to win with their current form. You know they are the the favourites, but with Liverpool, they're they're really quite good at home. And United haven't have only won three in the last sixteen games that they've played Liverpool at Anfield. So okay. this is a really good game and one to watch tomorrow. Alrighty, that is your sports update. One triple three five three is the number. Dial it because it's time for Candace's quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. That's the least exciting lead up ever. You yeah. you wanted me to come to you so you could take Anderson's <laughs> quiz, and that's what you came up with. No, I actually wanted you to come to me because uh, the Sydney's. I wanted to tell everyone that the Sydney Swans uh, had oh. a practice match last yesterday at Blacktown, and you're stalking um, them. You are. Well, they actually had a really good game. Yeah, they but beat the last week it was, oh, points. I was just driving past well, and I, I just it. noticed them. And now yeah. we're out. Now she's thrown on a Guernsey. No, and I just want to make this a show just about. Inclusive. Just inclu- yeah, just yes. include everyone and we can't forget what about, we're all about. Our, inclusivity here. our Sydney Swanee fans. Good stuff. One triple three five three. Time for Candace's <laughs> quiz. Get on the phone. A Taronga Zoo family pass up for grabs today. Oh, that is a good prize. You been to the zoo lately? 
My daughter went yesterday, actually. Wonderful stuff. Tell me about it off air. It's the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M. Candice's quiz next. <laughs> Don't ask me about it on air. Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends 4, Candice's Quiz. Plug, plug me in and power me up. I hope they just turn the power up to full when they plug me in. Uh, just, just fry Stop me. Stop being so negative. Good stuff. Please. Great start. How does it work? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I've had this this cookie off yeah. there, um, and it's not one of those cookies. But the lady, <laughs> you I, not. the lady when I bought it, she said there was all these things in it. Anyway, you, let's you not are go talking there. rather quickly. You've, okay. you've had a sugar rush. Okay. Is, sugar is what's rush. happened. Now, how um, do you play quiz? Okay, so uh, we'll have a caller, um, and he, <laughs> the caller will play against Richard. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets the most questions right wins. Which will be the caller? Well, that's Usually because is. you don't do your research no, because because you or you don't, don't listen. Different quality mm. questions. Anyway, anyway, if there's a draw, we go into a tiebreaker. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost. Please. It's called us from Maroubra. Uh, welcome to Candice's Quiz. How are we today, champions and Candice and um, the whole of Okay, <laughs> champions and Candice. <laughs> so am I not a champion, Ghost? Uh, you're a princess. Oh, good. Oh. All right. I All can't right. hear Ghosh. So, Ghosh, we heard you have a special talent. Correct. Um, I've been the biggest pest in the rugby league for about 25, 30 years, and it goes something like this. Wow. The Phantom Siren. The Phantom Siren. That's you, Ghosh. How are you, legend? It's been a long time. I used to be a frequent caller. the same bloke I used to have on... Radio 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Still got it. All Coast, right. Ghost, you're, you're up against Richard today. So, Richard, I'm going to ask you the first question. The storm... Be- bear in mind. Bear in mind. I, I'm remote and I cannot hear Ghost. Okay. Yeah. Richard, <laughs> the storm beat the Eels 16 to 12 on Thursday night. What year was the last time the storm lost a round one match? 2004. Oh, my God. You clearly didn't listen to what I told you before when I said Craig Bellamy has never lost a round one match in 20 years. Anyway. So that was 2003, was it? No, the answer was 2001. 2001. They lost to oh. the Bulldogs. Let's rattle well, that's through. That's not 20 years. Yeah, but it could have been before that. <laughs> anyway, Gosh, Waratahs are playing the Fijian Drua in Super Rugby Super Round tomorrow night. Who won the last time these two teams played? Yes, I reckon the Waratahs. Ah, you're right. They won 38 to 14 in April 2022. Richard, I've been told to just do this really quick, so I'm going to read really quick. please. Australia won the Women's T20 World Cup title after defeating South Africa by 19 runs at Newlands on Sunday. How many times have they won this tournament? Well, they've won seven in a row, but I think it's more. I think I think it's uh, I think it's around eleven. No, six. Oh, <laughs> oh they made seven finals in a row, haven't yes, they? Yes, yeah, mm. that's oh, right. Sorry. So what we'll do is, if Ghosh gets this, Ghosh can win just, the prize. Just give it to okay. him. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I want to see if he's been listening. Okay, <clears throat> Ghosh. Sydney Kings played the New Zealand Breakers for the first game of the NBL Grand Final Series last night. Who won? Sorry, Ghost. Are you there, that Ghosh? was my fault. I yes. had him down. <laughs> Sorry, Ghost. What's the answer? New Zealand Breakers. One. Well done. Off to Taronga Zoo with the family. Good on you, Ghost. Oh, legend. Thank you so much. No. Thanks for doing playing my quiz. <laughs> Thank Not you. really a quiz. Someone, someone had to. 
<laughs> it's just filling in space. Okay. And when we want to talk motorsport, we only go to one man. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. And Greg Rust joins us now. Morning, Rusty. Brendan, good morning, mate. How are you? Wonderful, brother. Rusty, Richard here. How are you, mate? <laughs> Hello, mate. Are you all right? Are you a little feisty no. today? How are you feeling? No, no, I'm my usual contrary self. The F1, <laughs> the F1 season is underway, right? But, you know, Red Bull, they're going to be hard to catch. But Aston Martin, apparently the new car is really good. Yep, and Fernando Alonso, one of the oldest guys on the grid, Richard, who's still got that uh, that kind of Friedman feistiness about him. He's a, he's a great driver. Uh, ended up with the fastest time in session two. So the kind of form that we saw from them in the pre-season testing looks like it's real. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you look at both session one and session two, the, the key standout is that both Red Bulls are there. So it's going to be very hard to stop Max Verstappen, who says the car is better, quote, everywhere. So not just in little ways, mm. everywhere. And Sergio Perez was there in uh, in session one as well. But... Alonso quickest in session two, and they will absolutely, by the looks of it, um, fight with Ferrari for the remaining trophies on the podium for sure. Rusty, how's the pastry van? Uh, Oscar <laughs> Piastri in the headlines again. The uh, McLarens just don't seem that fast for the Aussie. A, a pastry yeah, van would pass there. Car. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bit of fun with, uh, with with pastry, I think, on the side of his helmet too. So yeah, I mean, he's talking about it being a uh, a learning weekend. He becomes the twentieth. Australian to line up in an official, uh, you know, Formula One event. Twelfth in session one. That's not really indicative there because it's typically as the sun is setting. This is more of a nighttime contest. Fifteenth in session two, um, and there hasn't been stuff that really makes you think that even in his teammate Lando Norris's hands that that car is um, a standout. So I guess it's a case of stay out of trouble, get some points if you can, um, and, and bring that car home for a solid debut. Just to add on to that, our favorite subject, Dan Ricardo. Now, is it, is it David Croft? Who's the commentator, the the voice of F1? He says that there's every chance Ricardo will end up back at Red Bull in a car and that'll be, uh, what's the Mexican guys drive? Sergio Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that'll happen? Well, this story started loosely flying around late last year around, you know, whether he was a team player and things like that. Um, he's a huge well, card in, in uh, you know, Mexico and places like that. I actually think he does a rock-solid job, but um, it's not the first time this story has emerged, Richard. So, you know, maybe, maybe where there's smoke, there's fire, but I, I can't see it just yet. Oh, he's well. off contract next year, isn't he, Perez? That sounds right, yes, at the yeah, end of the year. He is. Yeah. You're doing an investigative report on this, Richard. You're really going deep. This is a real deep dive. I'm fascinated with Dan Ricardo and the machinations of his career. Good Lord. Uh, one week until the supercar season gets underway in Newcastle. Pretty brutal place to debut those new generation cars. They're going to get beaten up, Rusty. Well, you, you sort of feel for the men and women who've been working over summer to build these brand new cars. The, the You know, the paintwork on them is barely dry in, in that sense, and we're about to sort of put them in a in a pinball machine, if you will. Yeah. It looks amazing there at Newcastle where they, they run down along the waterfront and then up high um, near the beaches and, you know, crisscross town. So, um, but it is an unforgiving sort of joint. I think we will get a little bit of variety to begin with um, with some of these machines. But uh, put all that aside, the, the new Camaro and the new Mustang look and sound unreal, guys. So I can't wait to see them make their race debut. All right, for Bendix Breaks, put your foot down with confidence. Uh, Greg Russ, we will catch you next week, my friend. Have a good one. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. 
Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's List of Grievances. Yes, you look look forward to this all show, don't you? Always. Hey? Hey? Anyway. I still marvel at the lack of acumen, the lack of skill and the lack of intelligence of some people who get on TV, particularly politicians and people in positions of power, when they are accused of doing something dodgy and they have to deny it. And they say this, there's no evidence to suggest, no evidence to suggest equals I did it. You haven't found it yet. It equals (laughs) I did it, right? You might as well get up there and say, I did it. Because everybody said, no evidence to suggest. Why didn't you just come out and say, I didn't do it. I would never do that. No evidence to suggest. I did it. That's all people hear on that. I can't believe politicians still do it. I saw one on the TV only a day or two ago saying, oh, yes, well, there's no evidence to suggest. I'm just thinking you did it. You did it. You did it. And how do they not know that? How do they not know? How do you get to that position, you know, in, in public office and not know that? So have you ever made this statement when you're talking to... There's no evidence to suggest I have. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. We'll catch you next week.